Hi, I'm Krista. And I'm Sarah. And we have this podcast called, Have We Talked About? Where two friends, at different points in their lives, chat about everything in their lives. From current events, to pop culture, from self-care, to self-indulgence, and everything in between. Join us weekly to see what we talk about next. Hey girl, hey. Hey. I'm so excited to talk about this topic. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I bet you have so much experience. So much. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) I have experience from a different perspective. And you probably have that same experience too. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about what we're talking about today? I know I usually lead the charge. But since you are a veteran. A veteran. Oh my gosh. No pressure. Um, Yeah, sure. (laughs) Since... We feel like this season is upon us. We wanted to talk about weddings, the wedding wedding industry, things leading up to the wedding, and just weddings in general. Um, our take, our perspective, icks about weddings, just everything surrounding the wedding day. Yes, which seems like it's something so small, but when we get into like the thick of what is entailed... Mm -hmm. And your experience, I think some people will be like nostalgia in a bad way, but other people, their minds will be blown because there's a lot involved in weddings and plannings and things of that sort. And it's very expensive. It is very expensive. I I pulled some stats for the purposes of this conversation today. Oh my gosh, me too. And uh, of course, the stat that I want to find right now is the one that I can't find. Um, The wedding industry in the United States is worth $56 billion and is expected to grow even more uh, by 2025. Like, I believe that because when you're planning a wedding and you say, oh, yeah, like, we, I need this for a wedding, like, the price just automatically increases by, like, 80%. <laughs> right? Like, the wedding you tax just said, is insane. Yeah, if you just said party, they'd be like, okay, but you said wedding. So they're like, ooh, ding, ding, ding. Exactly. Which is why I always said if I did get married, one, I'd have to be rich. And two, I would tell them it was a party and not a wedding. <laughs> True. That, that, that's a good tip. Future brides out there. And um, I'm sure other people have tried to do that. Valid. <laughs> the average wedding cost in 2020. So again, three years ago in Canada was 30 grand. Mm, that's the same. I got I got the same figure in my sets too, about $31,000. Which is crazy because at the end of the day, it's one day. It's honestly just a few, like a few hours. Mm-hmm. It's not the full day. It's a, it's like 12 hours, maybe 10 hours, eight well, hours. For the, for the bride, it's probably a full day because of all the prep. But for those that are attending it, they don't have any concept. Maybe they have a couple extra hours on the front end of getting ready and driving over and maybe on the back end. But like, yeah. It's just a day of pure exhaustion, I feel like. Yeah. How long yeah. How long have you been married now, Sarah? Um, five and a half years. Oh, damn. Um, relative, without telling us, to the average cost of thirty dollars to $31,000, did your wedding fall lower than that range? Within that range of $10,000? Or like, no, you, you went balls to the wall. You've been saving for this since you were three. <laughs> Uh, no, it, it's it's it was less than that, but nice, um, nicely done. It was very cla- it was like classy. It was classy AF. Yeah, but it was definitely less than that. I I can't I can't justify that for again for one day. Um, but it was less than that. But at the end of the day, it is and remains the best day of my life. Yes, I have kids. 
But that still remains the best day of my life. Of course. But I mean, you'd hope that it was the best day of your life because that means that you still, you know, you feel good about your decision. You still look on that day filled with love and that love, you know, made two babies. Mm -hmm. That's valid. That's valid. I also feel like leading up to the wedding, there is so much that can occur. So you have Mm. potential engagement party. Right. Which what does that mean exactly? Like I think and myself. I think you have a party because you got engaged and you want to celebrate. Okay, <laughs> cool. So when does that happen in, rel- in relative to the wedding? Is that something that happens like six months out from the wedding or like a month or like night before or no, no. when you got engaged a year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it, it'll be pretty close to your engagement. You'll, you, you'll mm. want to celebrate your engagement because you're just on cloud nine and you're so happy to be in love <laughs> um, and you just want to celebrate it with um, with everyone. Have you been to an engagement party? I have not. Um, have, have I. Been I. In, have I been invited and maybe didn't go because I'm an introvert? That's highly possible. Mm. Uh, but since we're talking about engagements, the average engagement based on some of these wedding sites says it's between 13 and 14 months. Wow. How, how long were you and hubby engaged for? Very long time. Oh. But you, you have. I think we touched on this in a previous yeah. episode. We got engaged very young. So cute. Uh, because we were just ready. We were, we were dating for a long time. We were just ready to take that next step together. Um, I think we were engaged for like three years. We were in no rush. We knew we wanted to be together. We just kind of were just living our life. And then we eventually started planning the wedding. Um, so I didn't feel any pressure to like, oh my God, I need to, I need to plan the wedding immediately. Uh, but you and hubby were living together while you're engaged, no? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So I think that kind of like is an important piece where it's like hmm. you're planning to get married, but you're you're living together kind of as husband and wife before the big day. Right. Valid. That's valid. And then have you ever been to, they have different sayings. They have like the Jack and Jill party or a stag and doe party. Have you ever been to any types of those parties? So celebrations. I'm understanding correctly. Um, a Jack and Jill and stag and doe is when the bachelor bachelorette parties are combined, correct? Ooh, I thought the Jack and Jill... Maybe they're not even called Jack and Jill nowadays. It's what's the party that like they you have to buy stupid raffle tickets and you go and you have to pay money and like you win potential prizes. What is that? I think that's like a Jack and Jill and Stag and Doe. But is that in place of or is that in addition to, I guess, because I think it's in addition to. Oh, my God. Right. So is that is that in addition to like the bridal shower then? Because then I feel like. Yes. Like that, oh, I can't. I've, I've never been. To, I've never been to a wedding where all of those things happen. It's always a combination of or in place of. So most people that I had that I know of indirectly that did Jack and Jill's didn't necessarily have like separate bachelor parties, other than maybe the night before they go or a weekend before they go with their girlfriends or their guy friends to like a spa or some shit. Like it's mm. it tones down everything else because I would imagine it's because they don't have enough money, and that is why the raffling happens. So I have been right. to one of those. Wow. And I didn't, know, I didn't know the person that was even getting married, by the way. <laughs> I was somebody's date. Interesting. Okay. I personally feel these, this is Sarah's opinion, perspective. Don't come at me. Uh, or you can come at me. That's fine. I think Jack and Jill are a money grab. They're a party to get people's monies. Money. Yeah. I've been invited to many and have mm. been to zero. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a tough thing to wrap one's head around I mean the idea of it sounds you know practical where it's like well we need money for the wedding so this is a great way to do it we all get together but it's like 
okay, but I didn't tell you guys to get married. So why am I being financially impacted right. for your dream wedding? Right. In a way. So yeah, right. I do struggle with that. And I would have no hesitation in telling that person that where I'm like, I don't really believe in this as a thing. Like just just um, elope. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like I think we we have a few weddings this year. I think we bought tickets to a Jack and Jill that's coming up, but I'm not going. Oh, so you've you've made your donation. Yeah. And I also this isn't my friend. This is my husband's friend. Mm. So I was just like, whatever. Um, but I I do not like them. If you have them, if you love them, good. Go for you. Do you? Yeah, of honestly, course. do you? you it's do a cultural you? thing. I just, I just could care less <laughs> about so that then, particular aspect. And then in addition to you have to buy a present, right? A wedding gift. Oh, girl, we're not even there yet. Yeah, we're okay. not even there yet. And then we have the bridal shower. If you are, um, you know, mm. close to mm-hmm. the bride or close to the br- groom or whatever, you have the bridal shower. And depending on the culture that you are in or that the bride is marrying within, that is an event. The The wedding I participated in as a bridesmaid, we had the bridal shower at a hall. So oh my there was God. table set up and we were there at the front table and I, I was part MC for that whole extravaganza. That sounds Which, very extravagant. Usually <laughs> usually bridal showers are like at someone's house, in a backyard. I've definitely done that. low key kind of thing. Yeah. The do not cross your ankles game. Right. Yeah. No, this was like a full, full fledged hall. Like everything is in a hall. You right. have decorations, you have tables, you have prizes. Oh my you God. Have that's speeches. expensive. Right. I mean, did I have to pay for anything on that i can't remember i just remember the time that i was asked to be a bridesmaid i was unemployed i'd been laid off from my job so i literally had no money yikes and still having to pay did i pay for my dress maybe she paid but i had to pay for my shoes it was just a really bad time to ask me to make this kind of a financial sacrifice but i was obviously a close friend i'm still friends with her to this day but like people don't get how other people are struggling when they're choosing to do these type of things, right? Like, right. and nobody's going to say, hey, I'm broke. Right. No valid, valid. And there are some people out there, there are some brides out there that, like, will ask their friends, like, I know you're going through some, you know, tough mm-hmm. times right now. I obviously want you in my my bridal party, but, you know, can you swing it? Do you want to be? No harm, feel, no, you know, feelings if you can. Right. Da, 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 da. So, but yeah, bridal showers, you know, usually usually the bridal party specifically bridesmaids will chip in for the party mm-hmm. um and usually you'll have to you know get a purchase a gift off the gift registry so it's like an actual product right. that you wrap and you bring to the physical shower. good exactly and you have some food you play some dorky games open gifts bada bing bada boom you're done and then. we haven't even gotten to the main course. <laughs> no, not even yet. And then, depending again, depending how your relationship is with the bride and the groom, you may or may not be invited to the bachelor or bachelorette party. And lucky for you if you're not. <laughs> right. Because I also feel like, depending on who those individuals are, the it could be just like a one night thing where you go out, yeah. you have some fun, have some drinks, grab some food, do some fun activities, and that's it could be a weekend long thing or could could be a fucking trip exactly that you have to plan for and pay for so there's there's levels right there's definite levels um going to the bachelorette party bachelor party it ties into a stat that i have here about like the average number of like bridesmaids 
and oh, groomsmen. Yes. yes. And this ties back to an earlier episode where we talked about close friends, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Who will be in the wedding party? Um, in the U.S., the average number of bridesmaids is four, and the average number of groomsmen is four and a half. So, I mean, I don't four know how you half. get a, a half person. Is that a little person? Is that a child? I'm not really sure. Um, but that sounds big because it's yeah. the bridesmaids or the matron or maid of honor that has to, like, plan the bachelor party just like the best yeah. man has to plan i said bachelor party i said i meant bachelorette party for the women yeah. and bachelor party for the men and like traditionally usually the bridal party won't let the bride or the groom pay anything during exactly. that night during that weekend whatever yeah um correct. so the bridal party will pick up the cost usually that's usually what happens trying to collect money from other people then though becomes a challenge right and then people have different ideas of what that's supposed to look like. So that's where you really realize who is a close friend and who's not of the bride. Right. One one thing I hate in a bachelor party is where they're like penis everything. Penis straws, <laughs> penis necklaces, <laughs> penis crowns. That's just they not just, my like, vibe. They just like lean into it. Yeah. Like yeah. this is your last dick. So it's just like dicks, dicks, dicks everywhere. I'm like, oh my God. To me, it's very tacky. I understand the fun of it, but I'm not going to drink through a dick straw. I'm not. <laughs> like literally not gonna do that not gonna blow into a dick whistle like i'm not doing any of that and um when i was helping to coordinate said bachelor party bachelorette party for my friend at the time i knew that she didn't like that shit either right but then she had these other friends who then wanted to be bridesmaids and control the party that were wanting to do all of this shit and she's telling me that you know they're asking what i'm doing and what we're not doing and i'm like and krista is a savage right so i'm like listen good friend if you want them to plan this party, I will gladly relinquish my duties. But if you don't, you need to tell them to fall the fuck back. Right. Because they're gonna, it's going to be a problem. And I don't want to ruin your day. But also, I don't want to be told what to do. Right. Valid. And also, at the end of the day, it's no one's bachelorette party but the bride's. This bride exactly. is probably only going to have one, maybe two in her lifetime. Exactly. Let's do things that the bride likes and wants to do. Exactly. We did a, a striptease class instead, which she oh, that's so fun. fully enjoyed. They don't have it anymore. It was downtown Toronto that they used to have this studio where they teach you a routine. Um, mm. It was on Wellington Street, I think. And then, uh, yeah, you'd have a class. You could reserve it for just you and your girlfriends. They teach you the routine. You do the routine and, you know, Bob's your uncle. I So we all paid for her to do it, paid for ourselves. I remember I'd hurt my foot, so I didn't even get to, like, do the dance. Mm. but I, I recorded it for her and she has that forever and we took pictures there and she has that forever and we went out that That's night awesome. paid for a hotel room all like good memories without any dick necklaces right what did you do for like, yours um just we had a night in downtown toronto yeah dinner drinks um what did, did an activity dancing things like that it was fun you're going to say something else before I hijack that. I, I feel like <laughs> the, um, the 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 dick straws and the dick de- decor and everything, I feel like that's from, like, movies that we've watched at bachelorette parties and everything. But it's like, that's not exactly. really, like, we shouldn't do that, people. Come on. <laughs> the sashes are real, though. We definitely yeah, see oh, the yeah. Vegas bachelorette parties with the bride-to-be oh, sashes. Sure. And, the, what, and, the, and, that's, and the t-shirts. That, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. That's fine. It's just, yeah, yeah. There are some crazy things out there. 
As someone who is immensely shy, the idea of walking around with a shirt or a sash that calls me out in public would be so embarrassing for me. Which so is we also know what why not to do for Christmas. Exactly. Party. <laughs> the same reason I wouldn't have a wedding. The idea of all those people staring at me, that freaks me out completely. I don't like the idea of that at all. Which brings Krista me to wants to stay at her house for her bachelorette party. <laughs> I would just go to City Hall. Granted, <laughs> if I had a ton of money where I could pay for everything so people could just come and enjoy, yeah. I would go balls to the wall. Right. Because I'm not imposing anything on anybody. Those who can come can come. There's no stress to buy a gift. Just show up and, you know, and just enjoy the love. Yeah. Um, If I had anybody to invite, to be honest. Oh <laughs> but talking about guests and the size of wedding parties, uh, mm-hmm. the average size of a wedding is 131 people. Wow. I don't That's know if that why sounds the, the cost of it. May... That's, uh, yeah, it sounds average. Average? Yeah. Maybe a little on the higher side. Nowadays, maybe. Yeah. Who um, knows? I mean, I guess it depends on how big or small your family is, too. I feel like most of that would be taken up by family members. Yeah. And there's a lot of influence. Like, when you're planning a wedding, there's a lot of people that you want trying to please, you know, your future in-laws. Oh, you need to invite this person. You need mm-hmm. to invite this person. And your, your parents. And your family, too, right? So there's a lot of... I So I get that. I think mine was between 70 to 80 people okay that's decent yeah and i wanted it small i didn't want like hundreds and hundreds of people it's mind-blowing to me that you're saying this saying like you wanted it small 70 to 80 people is still a lot of people it is no it is because you know you like the the numbers add up quickly of course right like and that's a lot of people to try and interact with on the night like that's another thing it's like if you're going to a wedding you want to have time to talk to the bride and show them hey i'm here no for sure and I think there's a, um, there's, I don't know, a tradition that the bride and the groom walk around to everybody and say hi to everybody. So if you're saying hi to 131 people, there goes your night. Yeah. Forget about eating. Like, that's a nice thing. And if you don't do that, God forbid, people are going to be up in arms. Oh, they didn't even come by and say hi. Right. I mean, I would feel that way. (laughs) It's like all these presents and they can't even say, hey, thanks for coming. Right. Right. Even so, though okay. that's never their intention of the married couple. Yeah, valid, valid. Okay, so we made it to the wedding. So what do you feel, how do you feel about save the dates? I mean, I, I guess that makes sense. Like, it's like a placeholder. Mm-hmm. Um, it it kind of tags onto my next question where it's like, how far ahead do you start planning for the wedding? Is it a year? Is it a year or more? And then at that, uh, what point do the save the dates get sent out? I think the save the dates dates are nice if you're already like playing the right wedding and it's like the wedding date isn't for a long time and you want to give people mm. a heads up that that's completely fine um i think it depends i think pre-covid you could plan a wedding within i don't know less than a year but i think right now in current times everyone that had to postpone or reschedule their wedding because of covid are trying to plan their wedding and then people that just got engaged recently are trying to plan their wedding but then there's no availability for like uh, a year and year and a half out so I, sure. and I also think it depends on the scale of your wedding as well yeah I do know some people that did delay their wedding because of COVID but then ended up just doing something small right like right. intimate members would just be like yeah we want to just do this and get it over with but you're making a valid point I think realistically in a world where there isn't this wait list or backlog of venues that six months out seems reasonable to say save the date a year out seems too far yeah 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 agree agree 
And how do you feel about, okay, because the demand of weddings is so high right now, just because, you know, people had to push their weddings and everything like yeah. that. How do you feel when you get a wedding invite or a save the, the date and the wedding is not on the weekends? Uh, it's going to be a no for me. Off the jump. Like a, a Friday wedding or something. And especially in a world where a lot of companies don't necessarily give you a lot of vacation time. I haven't been working anywhere that I have significant tenure that I'm like, oh, I have 30 days. What's the extra day? Like, right. Again, I completely understand they wanted to save money and have their date then so they could have their wedding. Absolutely. Weddings are expenses. I, I totally get that. Or maybe that was the only availability during yeah. that month and they just wanted to get married. A hundred percent. But then to ask me to take a day off mm-hmm. to celebrate, like selfishly, like my time off is for me. Right? right. Like if it's a close person, maybe if it was like my sister getting married, maybe. Right. right. Anybody like it have to be immediate family only that I would make that concession. I wouldn't outside of that unless it was Understood. part of a bigger thing. You're getting married on Friday, you know, on a Friday, but it's in Jamaica. Different story. Right. It's a destination wedding. That's different. Hmm. How do you feel about destination weddings? I say go for it. Um, I feel like anybody doing a destination wedding is like, we don't really want everybody coming. So those (laughs) that come great, because not everybody's going to spend that kind of uh, premium to go as part of the wedding, you know, the wedding uh, group, because it's always more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting they include the cost so that the bride and groom get to go for free yeah valid so then it speaks to again like can you afford this um i feel that sorry krista i before we get off destination weddings i feel if you're having a destination wedding or if you're having a wedding that's far for most or like 90 percent of your guests yeah you should either say don't worry about a gift. You are spending your money to come to my destination wedding. I do not need a Valid. gift. Your Valid. presence is my gift. Or if you're going like to a different city or a different town and you need to drive four or five hours to get there, like your gift is going to be substantially decreased, what I'm yes. giving you. But I also think that that should be like more common. It should be socialized as a norm. Like right. the etiquette needs to change. Yeah. Like, it, the bride shouldn't dictate the etiquette of every wedding where it's like, well, this is what I need. This is what I need you to do. I need you to go on a diet. I need you to do this. I need you to dye your hair brown because everybody's brown. Like it gets too crazy at a certain yeah. point. So it's like, yeah, people are making sacrifices to celebrate your love. Exactly. And they don't think about your love every day when they wake up. So like, let's <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, you are not the center of everyone's universe and you will only be for that day. But let's be reasonable. Uh, I wasn't going to trail off of destination weddings. I was going to add to it that. of weddings in the United States are destination weddings. So it's a very low number still. And the most popular destinations are Hawaii, the Caribbean, which isn't a place, it's an area, and Mexico. It makes sense. That makes sense. Summer warm, beach, I get that. Yeah, and then it's your, you just tack on your honeymoon at the end of it, right? Yeah, you're already right there. You're already in paradise. That's valid. Just living your life with a pina colada. That sounds nice. And then what do you, how do you feel about, so if you get invited to a wedding and you go to the wedding, how do you feel about if there's no open bar <laughs> or if it's buffet or if it's not even buffet, it's just like hors d'oeuvres, like, do you judge? Um, I judge, yeah, but I'll judge because I'll know that way before the wedding, right? The invitation will tell you what's up. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that probably I struggle with more is a big gap between the wedding ceremony and the reception. 
when there's like right. three or four hours in between. I've been to a couple of those. And it's like, guess what I'm going to do in between? I'm going to go eat. <laughs> I'm going to maybe <laughs> have a drink. I'm going to have to like find somewhere. And that's another that's another money spend for your guests, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, you couldn't make it work because the availability is here and the availability is there. And you got to do take pictures or do an outfit yeah. change. But then everybody else needs to figure it out. So if you've already done that yeah. in a place that's in but fuck nowhere right what does one do that's where you like you expect your immediate and like circles to be able to like deal with that but outside people shouldn't have to like find an activity to do in between yeah um, no so- it, but, but it's hard because I, I can speak from the bride and groom perspective i think i don't remember how many hours we had two three maybe but it's hard because you got to do a lot and we had to change locations so like yeah, we most got married in church and then we had to go yeah. to our like our our venue, right? And then we had to take pictures and we had to like do everything. Um, so I gave like on the back of like the um, ceremony, I don't know, pamphlet that I created. I like s- said little things that people could do that were like were around the church. Like it was like on, like, so a, helpful. Nice, like, on a nice so like helpful. main street and everything. Um, yeah, I know because I felt bad. <laughs> But you're considering the other people, right? Like one to two hours in between, I don't think is huge because if the reception is open for you to go there and have hors d'oeuvres and drinks, then that's fine. But if it's not right, right? like like that's when we get to the three or four hours where if you go early, they're not ready for you yet. Then it's like, well, yeah, I'm judging. And then when I finally get inside, you're going to tell me it's not an open bar. I've just already spent $200 and I haven't even barely seen you in your wedding dress yet. Like I spent yeah. bachelorette money. I spent bridal shower money. I spent Jack and Jill money. Yeah, I know. So I yeah, know. I love you, bride. But I don't think about you <laughs> every breathing day. And it does. Yeah. It does financially put people at a disadvantage. Especially yeah. when those people, not saying all people, but not everybody would turn around and do the same thing. If you know right. that that person would turn around and do the same thing for you, fine. But a lot of people won't. Right. And then there are a few like wedding quote unquote traditions that I think need to disappear. Mm-hmm. And I think some of them are. I think, I don't even know if people are doing this because the last wedding, the last few weddings I've been to over the last five years, let's say, no one's done this. So do you tell me if you've been to a wedding and they've, and they've done this? Sure. Has the bride thrown her bouquet into the single ladies for them to catch? Yes. Okay. Has the bride and the groom done the awkward thing of the where the groom goes up her dress to find her gardener or garter garter? Garter. Uh, yes. Oh my god, that is so awkward. It's so cringe to watch, though. It is so cringe to watch, especially when it's a family member, like watching a cousin get married, and it's like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, no, that needs to go. I definitely did not. I was like, I'm not doing that. That is so awkward. I'm no, yeah. not doing that. Like, no Valid. way. I also feel like most half wedding favors I don't bring home or don't mm-hmm. can't consume. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm, I'm not taking them home. Valid. If I can't lo- eat it right there and then <laughs> it's staying at the table. A lot of people like to take the uh, the centerpieces home. I, I don't. <laughs> what? <laughs> But Isn't I just feel so like it, pretty. I feel like it's like a, a silly cost, like wedding favors. You have to give everyone a freaking favor, like the bride and groom. It's such a silly cost. Like, can we just like X that? Like, that's like unless unless it's something cool or good. Usually, it's something tacky and stupid. Yeah, I would say that that's something that needs to go away. And I I don't have a very sharp image of all the weddings I've been to. What those wedding favors were? Right. So exactly. I don't think they either X had it. them or they were just like irrelevant and insignificant. 
Um, I had, I made this dorky box and I probably put a dorky little saying on it, but I put three limited edition Lindor chocolates in them. Cute. And I was like, that's what you're getting. And I wrote something storky like love is sweet, blah, 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 Sarah and Greg. (laughs) (laughs) If I had to, like everything has a cost and it's like, thanks for coming. But it's like, you probably could have used that money you got from like your Jack and Jill instead of into the favors into your wedding. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. Um, Do give something that people can use. They'll think about you. Like I would give like a fucking bottle opener. Right. With my name. I know. But that but you you think that's cheap and then you look into it and you're like five dollars or six dollars per person. Yeah. No. Scratch that. No. Nope. You'd have to like nope. outsource this from like Alibaba or something and then go somewhere else and get it engraved. But like, well, exactly. Right. But then just like don't just like it's just a card being like, thanks. Yeah. Or send it out later with a picture. Yeah. Thanks for coming. I also feel sometimes sometimes this can be an ick. First dances. When mm. the bride and groom has their first dance, when the bride and the dad has their have their first dance, when the groom and their the mom has have had the first dance, like yeah, really, do we really need that nowadays? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's the official way of looking at like the starting of the new chapter, and it's usually emotional for the those that are partaking in the dance. Yeah, so I like have no emotions. I- Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to slow dance with my husband for three minutes and have everyone watch us. Totally get that. I also have been dancing for, I've danced for like 15 years of my life. So so crazy. We did a slow dance for like 45 seconds and then it remixed to a fast dance song, which I choreographed our dance and it was amazing because no one expected it and it was Do you awesome. you have and that on film or? yes. Yes. And then I did the I, exact I same that. thing. I did the exact same thing with my dad. I'm like, dad, <laughs> I'm not dancing with you for three minutes. Like, shoot me in the face. So we danced probably for 25 seconds. And then we did a choreographed fast dance. And everyone died because my dad does not dance. I love that. Let's normalize that. <laughs> um, I won't ask you how old you were when you get married, when you got married. Um, but the average married couple for men is 31.4 years of age and 29.2 wow. years for women. Wow. I was younger. Ah, oh, interesting. It's a big feat to get married and to get married at the right age, I feel like. Yeah. There's a maturity that has to come into it where it's, if you don't have the behaviors, like the marriage doesn't all of a sudden, you wake up and you have this mindset that switches where I'm like, I can't argue with him and threaten to leave him like I would when he was my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> And I shouldn't have been doing that when he was my boyfriend anyway. No, valid, valid. It's just at the end of the day, usually your wedding, again, it's one day. It goes by so fast. You wake up the next day and you're like, oh my God, it's all over. Everything I've been planning for, everything I've paid for, it's done. Yeah. The it's come down done. must be intense. It's, I was sad. <laughs> but also weren't you relieved because people go crazy up until the wedding with all the planning and mm-hmm. stuff always goes wrong. Like it's so stressful. Yeah, no, it was stressful. Moment. I just had such an amazing day that day and I woke up, I was like, yeah. oh, it's all over. But we did go on our honeymoon, I think two days later or three days later, Okay. which a tip, if anyone out there, if you can swing it, 
I highly, highly recommend to continue that wedding high and go on mm. your honeymoon right after because you're just on cloud nine. You just want to continue. You just want to ride that wave for as long as you can. Totally. Um, if you can swing it. My brother and sister-in-law flew out the next day, like literally. Nice. Nice. They were supposed to be driven to the airport or the hotel near the airport so they could stay there for the night and then leave the next day. And my dad was supposed to be the driver, but he was too drunk. Oh, he had a good time. Passed out, and my mom drove them. But yeah, I agree. Like, continue that energy, and just like you're still in that fog of like love. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like, you don't want to go to work on like the Monday and be like, oh, back to reality (laughs) (laughs) for another two weeks, and then I'm gonna go on my honeymoon. Like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) With all of like the stress of the office that I would have bring with me, and like open up my laptop or something, and like do exactly. Did you have wedding colors or a theme that seems to be a big deal? Yeah. Um, what was mine? I think mine was like royal blue, white, and sparkly. <laughs> uh, interesting. Most popular yeah. wedding colors in 2020 were blue, green, and white. Oh, okay. It's not what I would expect. I would like rose pink. Yeah. You know, some different like muted tone. Blue, green, and white. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, not me. Uh, Another stat that I thought was very low from a cost perspective. The average amount spent on a wedding dress, in US dollars anyway, 1500 Am I just watching too many, like, reality shows where they're spending tens of thousands of dollars on their wedding dresses? I'm surprised with that number, too. That the average. Wow. The average. Let me just do a quick conversion here. Like what that means in Canadian dollars is not going to be that much different. $2,050, not a big deal. Okay, yeah. But that, I mean, I would say the average would be like more like five grand. But maybe that's wrong. That's a lot. But that's a lot, right? Yeah, that's that's a lot. lot. That's a, and that's just a dress. That's not potentially your alterations. That's not your accessories. Oh that's not your, maybe your belt or your shoes or anything like right. that, right? Maybe that's where it starts to increase in price is when yeah. you add all the accoutrements to it, the accessories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What month did you get married in? End of June. Ah, one of the most popular months. Oh my gosh. Really? I'm shocked. I thought the most popular month would be like in the fall, like September or something. Most popular months are June, September, and October. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're just uh, you're just an average bride, Sarah. That's funny. <laughs> and it's in the most expensive times, too, because I'm pretty sure from like May till October is like high price weddings. Exactly. Especially I, in Canada. That bridges to my next stat, since I can only bring stats and not experience to this conversation. Uh, the average household income of engaged couples is about $80,000 US, which is about $109,000 Canadian. Hmm. To give you an idea of like what kind of income brings what kind of costly wedding. So those same people that, are having their twenty two and a half thousand weddings. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like that's a lot for one day. Yeah. Absolutely. When you take into consideration like all your other bills and expenses, it's just like that's a big chunk of your income. Exactly. And maybe you want to be smart and have a smaller wedding and put that money that you were going to spend on a wedding towards like buying your first house or buying your first place or doing or doing a renovation or something like that. 
set yourself up for your marriage. Don't just focus on your wedding day. That's a very, very good tip. I don't think that people think beyond that, that like it's just about the wedding and it's not about what that actually means is that you guys are bound. You're legally bound. You're in it together, ups and downs. It's not just about this big party for like a social media post. Right. (laughs) You got to think about the marriage after the wedding day. That's the longest <laughs> the adventure and journey. And not to be morbid or somber, but I think everybody knows this, that marriage rates are declining. Um, again, I'm using U.S. Uh, statistics because they're easier to extrapolate from the Internet. Uh, the marriage rate in 2020 was 6.5 per thousand people. In 1970, it was 16.4 per thousand people. Which sounds low anyway. Like mm-hmm. you're going to tell me for every thousand people, only 16 and a half of them <laughs> were getting married in 1970. I thought there was a bigger. Thought, yeah, more, way more. Yeah. Unless you're telling me most of the people that made up the, the world at that time were just way older than marrying mm. age, like widows and like children. Right. I don't know. Hmm. Do you have a stat on how long people are dating for before they get engaged or before they get married? Okay. I well, don't have so, that stat. So Yeah, no, I, I, I have it actually. So oh, about sweet. two, two and a half years people are together before getting engaged. Hmm. Which is I guess that's but I also feel like it depends what age you're at. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like, the older you are, it should be a long relationship at that point, right? Right. You either you know or you know or you move on. <laughs> exactly. You either know you, you're self-aware, you know what you're capable of, you know what they're capable of, what you're looking for, what this means. There shouldn't be a lot of hemming and hawing when you're 40 years old and you're like, we've been together for five years. Yeah. Like, at that, like at that point, like, what's going on? Yeah. Shit or get off the pot. Exactly. But if you're in your early 20s... I don't think again everyone's situations are different but yeah. I don't think I don't think there's any rush to get married enjoy your life be together that's totally fine and, that, and that's what I did yeah we got engaged really young <laughs> but then again we didn't get we didn't get married for it took us like three years to get married I agree I think there's an allowance to be made in your early 20s or somebody that you've been with a long time to for that for all of those things to be elongated if you know at the end you're going to be together right like the engagement's longer if you're working yeah. on like saving for the wedding and all these right. kind of things yeah that makes total sense yeah just don't rush into it because at the end of the day date the person especially in your 20s date them make sure they're the right person because you don't want to go through this again so date them for long for a, a while just don't jump into a marriage because it's going to be a very challenging process to get out of it if you need to be if you need to agreed i think the key here is make sure you know who you are as a person outside of that relationship before you jump into the marriage right because then your identity is always tied to the other person and that's when things kind of can fall apart right is there any um like reality weddings or tv show weddings or um couples like celebrity couples weddings that you've watched or enjoyed or admire their relationship uh i wouldn't say i admire anyone's relationship because i don't think i actually know anybody's true marriage to say 
but I mean, I still like number one. My wedding will always be Prince William and Kate. I knew you were right? gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Mine too. Yeah, doesn't mean I wish I had that marriage or anything, but that's the fairy tale wedding that will forever stick in my heart. Um, just because I guess we were all so invested. That was a long courtship. Yes. And that was a royal, huge yeah. wedding. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Absolutely. Number one, too. Yeah. And at the time it happened, at, at the age I was, like, it was very pivotal, pivotal uh, for me. Yeah, right? Like, where you're like, that's a real thing. This is the next part of adulthood, of, like, getting married and things of that sort. So, yeah, it definitely will always stick in my mind. In terms of, like, shows that I watch, I don't watch, but my mom is an avid watcher of Say Yes to the Dress. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't watched it like in your life you haven't like watched like episodes of it i have i have it used to come on like run all day on like sundays or something so i've seen oh my a couple. gosh absolutely there have been a couple canadian ones in there too but i guess that's where i have this inflated sense of wedding dress budget because mm. those dresses are insanely expensive the kleinfeld and, dresses oh they're they're insane they're ridiculous yeah. honestly like come on but also it puts brides it makes that whole experience you think it's going to be the Kleinfeld experience but it's not so I went in when I was looking for my wedding dress I had that in my mind and it was not like that at all (laughs) it's really stressful it's and it's really hard and you're trying to find the perfect dress but you're trying to stay within budget but you're like wait I why am I not having that same experience like they're having on the show and depending on who you bring with you, they have differing opinions about what they like and what you right. don't like. Right. I know I would never bring my mom for a wedding dress fitting because she would make that be about her and what she likes and what I like are completely different. So then mm-hmm. what's supposed to be is about me and enjoyable becomes this point of frustration and just like fighting or something. And it's like, this is not what it's supposed to be. These are not the vibes. Right. Yeah. It's and then yeah, and then people like on the show specifically, people bring like twenty people. Well, like yeah, why do you need that many people? Because they're all That's part of the too same many opinions. Oh my gosh. But they're in the same sor- sorority, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, valid. <laughs> That's valid. It's like I'm bringing my cousin, and then I'm bringing my cousin's cousin, and then you feel obligated to bring in law, like my in law sister and oh my, my God, outlaw no. brother. No. Just bring no. people that are just going to say yes to whatever you want because that other that otherwise that experience is not going to be good probably. And keep it to a small amount of people. That's yeah. my recommendation. <laughs> I have no recommendation because I have no experience. But it's like just just you know bring people that fully support you and love you. Otherwise, you're going to be crying and want to uninvite people to the wedding. <laughs> Too funny. And then. Do you expect a thank you card, thank you something after a few months after the wedding? Do you expect that? I guess the etiquette is to give one, but I will honestly say that after I've attended a wedding, I'm not even thinking about the wedding. So it's Mm -hmm. a surprise when I get the thank you card and it's appreciated, (laughs) but I've already forgot all about your wedding and your love respectfully. Right. Uh, Yeah. And that's valid. That's valid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't care either way if they send a thank you or not. I, I think it, it's expected. But um, unless I've had a bad experience and then I'm looking for it to judge you on something else. <laughs> no. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I like when people 
I like I like when they do send a thank you card. I think it's nice. And I also like when they include like pictures from the wedding, like the, yeah. like the professional pictures from the wedding. Just like a few. I love that. I love seeing that. Who I can't remember who in my family did it. But it's nice when you have the photographer who takes all the pictures and then when they send the thank you card or the follow up to you, they include the pictures that you're in oh, from the wedding. That's that's next level. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's top tier. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. The thank you card calls out specifically the gift that you gave them. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not just thank you for the gift and for coming to the wedding. <laughs> Here is a laser print of our wedding picture on right. the card. Thanks. Right. Right. No, that's valid. Yeah, that that's very. That's first class. It's six star all the way. But I say that also that I am not looking for the thank you card. I've literally forgotten all about that and continued with my life. So when you Got do it. it, it's great. But I honestly, I'm not even thinking about it anymore. Too funny. Any other things you want to share wedding related? I think we covered a lot from like all of the many celebration and parties to the actual day sure after and everything in between i feel like we covered a lot is there anything we that you want to add no i think we've covered a lot uh, and we've covered a lot of like a a waspy wedding i would say though culturally other weddings are different so we obviously didn't yes. cover those some are three days long and some are two different weddings so that's a whole other ball game um but in terms of like the North American Anglo-Saxon experience of a wedding. I think we've touched all the bases and provided some informational data to support our findings. Uh, But of course, as always, the listeners chime in on what type of weddings they've had, how they've approached it, different ideas, their perspectives. Um, Because we're only speaking from our own lens, right? Exactly. And as always, please rate and review our podcast. We look forward to your feedback and your comments as always follow us on social media definitely comment there and as always we'll see you every tuesday when the new episode drops and miss sarah i will see you again next week chat with you next week bye girl bye